You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Welcome to the show. My name is Eric Lee, and I thank you for spending just a little bit of your time with me. More buffoonery in the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives censored Adam Schiff in a party line 213 to 209 vote Wednesday, and the Burbank Democrat seems delighted. The censor was a victory for Donald Trump, who had called for primary cha- challenges to any Republicans who voted against it, and an indication of the former president's continued hold on the GOP. But Shift, a candidate in the U.S. Senate seat held by Dianne Feinstein, who is retiring, didn't fight particularly hard against the effort to formally chastise him. He told the L.A. Times he initiated no conversations with Republicans in the last week to try and sway their votes. He actually called the censor a badge of honor and has already begun using the free publicity to fuel his Senate campaign. Members of Congress censor their colleagues to humiliate them but censored politicians face no automatic discipline or repercussions, just shame and public disrepute. Well, that didn't work on Schiff, apparently, because he just said that he he wears it like a badge of honor. Representative Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, surprise, surprise, led the GOP effort to censorship, arguing that he had misled the public by saying that Trump colluded with Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. They still, we are so many years from 2016, and they are still seven, that's been seven years ago. And they are still living back in 2016. So again, anyone who dares to hold Trump accountable for his actions become the enemy to the Republican Party. It's almost like when, you know, when you first hear Trump, you know, oh, such and so is wonderful. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. And then when they don't agree with something he does or says, or they're trash. Then they become trash. Then they become enemy, his enemy. But, you know, months ago, they were wonderful. Bill Barr was wonderful. As long as he kept doing Trump's bidding, he was wonderful. But when Bill Barr said, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. Oh, you know, he was terrible. He was a terrible uh, attorney general. They are clearly doing the bidding of Donald Trump. I I just don't understand 
why these people won't renounce him. They clearly have a way out now. All of this trouble that he's in, all of these indictments, but they are still scared of him and are making complete fools of themselves. You're looking like idiots. This is why so many people say that it's a cult. The American people have sent you to Congress to govern and you have done nothing. Most of them have done nothing but try and protect and shield Donald Trump. You've done nothing else. But this must be what those people want because they keep sending them to Congress. They keep voting for them. We talked about this last week. Why do you keep voting for these people? They're doing absolutely nothing to help you. All they're doing is running interference for Donald Trump. And people like it. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. Listen, what you tolerate, you will not change. As long as people are saying, oh, you're wonderful, or you're great, and you keep believing them, you're going to stay a hot mess. You only change what you refuse to tolerate. That's why these people keep voting for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart. The U.S. House of Representatives has become a circus. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. It is a complete disgrace. Nothing's being done. Now, they say, a lot of people are saying that this censorship is actually helping Adam Schiff. Speaking of Lauren Bobart, this imbecile has just introduced articles of impeachment against President Biden because she doesn't like his border policy. Now, Republicans didn't bring the vote to the floor because, uh, the speaker said that he was sure that, you know, they wouldn't have the votes, but decided to send it to committee. Now, people are saying that it's probably going to die in, in committee because it's bogus. All this is about is you, you impeached our guy. Now we're going to try and impeach yours. But the difference is the impeachment of Trump was warranted. This is what the House of Representatives is about now. This is what the Republicans in the House of Representatives are about now, settling scores. Tick for tat. Hakeem Jeffers, Jeffrey says, House Republicans have no agenda, no vision, 
no plan to deal with the economy, job creation, health care, gun safety, or anything that matters to the American people. And that's what this week, this week, once again, shows. What is their plan? What is your plan to govern? Wake up, people. I mean, every time I, 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 I turn on MSNBC, because I don't even watch CNN anymore. Every time I turn on MSNBC, I see more buffoonery in the house. More representatives doing nothing but, but trying to protect Trump. It's ridiculous. They are putting party over the country. And it's sad. So I'm pretty sure that some of you have heard by now that uh, R&B singer Anita Baker, who is my favorite, one of my favorites, uh, is on tour. And she had Babyface opening for her. Okay. So there's some drama, (laughs) as it always seems to be with Anita Baker. So they were at uh, this venue, and I don't even remember what venue it was or where it was. But anyway, they had technical difficulties. And it took them a long time to fix everything well by the time they fixed it it was late in the hour and so because it's anita baker's tour and babyface is just an opening act they told babyface uh you guys won't go on tonight um so that miss baker can you know do her full set because it is her tour so babyface went on, uh, said to his fans, he went on social media and he said to his fans, you know, sorry guys, we didn't get to perform. Uh, You know, there was uh, technical difficulties and it took a long time and we were asked not to perform so that Miss Baker can, you know, do her, her, her full set. Well, apparently some of Babyface's fans started attacking Anita. And um, she got fed up and she fired Babyface from her tour. Now, I'm a huge Anita Baker fan. As a matter of fact, I have tickets to go see her when she comes to Raleigh in November. I've got tickets. She is one of my favorite singers. But look, people, right is right. I don't understand how she's firing Babyface because his fans are coming at her. Now, she says something about she told Babyface to call your fans off. How in the world? Like, what? Like, call your fans off? Like, okay. Now... Everybody knows, if you know anything about Anita Baker, this is not the first bit of drama that she has had. You know, there was a big falling out between her and Luther Vandross back in the day. Now, 
I can tell you this. I have never met Anita Baker. I've seen her in concert. She's fantastic, which is why I got tickets this time. I had uh, a friend who was a manager at a very big hotel when we lived in D.C. And Anita Baker was doing a concert in their ballroom. He told me that her requests were ridiculous. He told me that you couldn't even look at her. If, 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 the, if the staff were walking down the hall and she was coming down the hall, I lied not to you. He told me that they had to stop and face the wall. Not playing. I'm not playing. This is what I was told. If if you're standing at, if somebody's standing at the elevator and she's she's trying to get on the elevator, they had to come out of the uh, not the guest. He didn't say the guest. He he's talking about. He said the the staff that she was so that that that's what they had to do. And I said, now, now, okay, okay. Now, that is a bit much. That is a bit much. So, you know, on Anita's last album, uh, My Everything, which I think is a fantastic album, uh, Babyface wrote one of the songs that, that he does a duet with her on My Everything. And it's a great song. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I wonder now, she, she kicked him off. Is she going to do the rest of the tour by herself? Or, you know, is she going to get um, another act to open for her? I don't know. So here's a story that I, I had never heard before. And, you know, I kind of pride myself on, uh, you know, being in the know about stuff. But I didn't know this. Carlos Santana told People Magazine that he has forgiven the man who sexually abused him as a child. He said, said, I learned to look at everyone who ever went out of their way to hurt me, demean me, or make me feel like less, like they're five or six years old. And I'm able then to look at them with understanding and compassion. I think he's saying, you know how sometimes, you know, children say things out of their mouth that they shouldn't. You don't really get mad at a child. You just say, oh, well, you know, that's that's a child. So you kind of overlook it. So I'm, I'm assuming that that's what he's talking about. This person who abused me sexually, instead of sending him to hell forever, I visualized him like a child and behind him, there was a lot of light. So I can send him to the light or send him to hell, knowing that if I send him to hell, I'm also going with him. But if I send him to the light, said Santana, 
then I'm going to go with him also. I don't, I'm not sure if I understand what that means. I, I thought it meant if I send him to hell, meaning like if I kill him, uh, you know, uh, then I'm going to go to hell. To, I, I, I don't know what that means, but you know. The Mexican-born guitarist told Rolling Stone in 2000 he was abused almost every day from age 10 to 12. Santana told The Guardian in 2014 his abuser was an American who routinely crossed the border and gained his trust with gifts. Santana said it finally stopped when he fell in love with the girl and his abuser became too jealous to continue. He said, if you open your hands and let it go, it was then that he was able to be free of the shame he felt. And that's so, you know, I, I, I hear that a lot from uh, rape victims and, and uh, molestation victims and how they say that they kind of, you know, they have the shame, but you shouldn't have that shame because the shame is not yours. The shame is your abuser. They're the monsters, not you. And a lot of people kind of think, and, you know, especially men, you know, well, you know, am I gay? You know, like, like, what did I do to give you the impression that that was okay? But that's not your, it's not yours to carry. And, 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 you know, I think it's great that he can, you know, he can forgive like that because, I've said this on this show so many times. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you, for your peace of mind. And it doesn't excuse what the other person did. And, and a lot of times, you know, we, we, we walk around with this anger uh, and this hatred at people, at, at somebody, and, and they don't even care. They are living their best life. They don't even care. And you're walking around with that in your heart and it's poison to you. And I know it's easier said than done. I've never been molested. And I know it's easier said than done. But so many people, I I remember Oprah talking about how she had to forgive her abusers. Now look at her now. One of the richest, I think she's the richest black woman in America. Carlos Santana, one of the most prominent guitarists, I think it's um, not Black Sabbath. Oh, Lord, I, I shouldn't even have tried to even. Um, the first group he was in, no, Black Sabbath is Ozzy Osbourne. Anyway, but, but he's a renowned uh, musician, Hall of Fame musician. But I just didn't know that I had never heard that about him. So we are wishing him the best. Dion Warwick doing an, during an interview with True Exclusives stated that fellow singers Mariah Carey and Tony Braxton are not icons in her eyes. 
here we go again. You know, we talked about this when I talked about, uh, it's a little bit different from the Shaka Khan thing. She was asked about the requirements it takes to be considered an icon. Warwick admits that she can't detail exact qualifications, but can tell when someone has indeed reached that status. I don't know, she responds. I just know when that status is reached. We know who they are. I wish I had the answer. I know it takes more than a hit record. I know that. There are many who never had a hit record who we know that are icons. Lena Horn, for one. She does believe, however, that Mary J. Blige and Brandy are well on their way to becoming iconic. Though she denies Carrie and Braxton's status as icons, she compliments their talents and success. Now, if y'all remember back in 2019, the Beehive came for Miss Warwick because she said the same thing about Beyonce, that Beyonce was not an icon yet. And you know, anything you say about Beyonce, the Beehive, they're going to sting you all up. They're going to sting you all up. She actually had to end up taking that tweet down. I do think that we throw um, phrases around or titles around like icon, diva. I think we throw those around too loosely. I thought that we threw, you know, a, a super, you know, how we, anybody, you know, supermodel. That That's another uh, uh, title that we threw around. Look, just because you own three magazine covers don't make you a supermodel. Just because you walk down two or three runways does not make you a supermodel. And I do think that sometimes we do bestow um, titles on people that they do not deserve. Now, what I found interesting was how she thought Mary J. Blige and Brandy were well on their way to becoming iconic, but she didn't say Tony Braxton and Mariah Carey was. I certainly think Mariah Carey is on her way to becoming uh, iconic. I, and I also think that Dion Warwick is an icon. You can't take that Dion, Patty, Gladys Knight, Diana Ross, uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. I think uh, all of these women are iconic. They have been singing since what? The 50s. And they are still, they may not have had a hit record, of course, Dion ain't had a record in I don't know how long, but to me, Dion was sort of the first black woman to really have success in the pop genre. You know, black women weren't, 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 um, you know, black women back then when she started was strictly soul R&B. But Dion came working with Burt Backrack. She put out, I mean, Dion put out some iconic hits you know, um, so, and, 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 and then I think, you know, it might be relative though, right? Because who I think is an icon, somebody else might not think is an icon. But I certainly think that Dionne Warwick, being an icon herself, 
uh, would know, you know, would be able to recognize uh, another icon. And that is my show. We will see you next time. Bye for now.